and take you to the stars. We'll eat in fancy restaurants and drop in fancy cars. We try to luck, we made a buck, so lean back, have some fun. Oh yes, my love, but first just this last one. We stood on the cliffs on a starless night. I held your hand in mine. So stand by me. Can we cut the ropes and let that puffle go? Though you go getting weak on me, not when I need you, sir. We stood down and cliffs on a starless night. I held your hand in mine. Just stand by me with all your heart. I need you by my side. Alrighty, welcome to a special musical osmosis mini episode where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you as always from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my styling producer today, the newly anointed Black Pants Girls, Dee yes. Prizer. What's happening on Saturday? Ah, we are having my first performance with Black Pants Girls. I will be singing uh, Miss Chatelaine from Katie Lang, which is a favorite of mine. And I will also be dancing to a different song. So if I don't trip and fall on my face, then all will be well. Because it's been a long time since I've performed in front of people I know. So I'm just a little nervous. I'm sure you'll be stellar. And by the way, I didn't tell you, but I talked to our daughter Vivian today, and she is going on Saturday. Oh I didn't even have to bribe her. Okay. She I don't know if that's a laugh. plus or a negative. Yeah, yeah I don't know. she I don't just know wants to laugh. Good. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fun. I don't care. So we're doing a mini episode again today. Yes. We've been doing a lot. We've got Jughead we're recording a mini episode with from Screech and Weasel next Saturday. Yeah. We've, we've had so much going on, we can't just broadcast on Wednesday nights anymore. No, it just doesn't work anymore. There's too much good music out there for us to let these folks slip on by without us having a chat. Yeah, after four years, I think we finally found our audience. We're finally taking off. Yes. <laughs> So I'm very happy stuff. about that. All right, who do we have coming up? And let's get today's guest in here. Well, um, we've got tons of really cool stuff coming up. But some of my favorites that we've got coming up, um, we've got uh, Mary Birdsong is going to be coming on on Kettle of Fish. She is from Reno 911. Funny, funny lady. Um, and we've got comedian Nicole Birch also on Kettle of Fish. Another funny lady. Um, and then we've got Egg Drop Soup coming on. Kudzu Wish. We're talking with all kinds of other folks. Um, we may Big have... update show at the end of the month, yes. too, with White Mystery, Oakley Doakley, and Ben Jaffe from Honey Honey. Yes, and I cannot wait to see what they're doing. I can't wait to hear uh, what they've been up to since we talked to them last. 
It'll be Damn, my adrenaline is pumping through my veins just thinking about all the cool stuff we have yes. coming up. Yes. And that's not to mention the summer. Oh, okay, I'm going to explode. Let me get today's guest in here. <laughs> all right, today's guest is an accomplished vocalist, both in her solo career and with the magnificently infectious rockabilly band, the Hillbilly Moon Explosion, the dark pop siren herself, Emanuela Hutter. Emanuela, what's up? Hi, hi, good evening. Actually, you have afternoon, I guess, yes? Yeah, 4 o'clock here, but you're six hours ahead of us. You're out in Switzerland, right? Yeah, everybody's already getting uh, going to sleep here. <laughs> you're calling in from the future. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, do you get a chance to call into a lot of American shows? Um, actually, I did a few, but um, most of them I did with Oliver, the bass player from the Hillbilly Moon Explosion. Which is good because his main language, his mother mother tongue is English and mine is not. But I hope I can um, answer the questions. Oh, yeah. I think you're doing great so far. I can totally understand you. And speaking of the USA, you guys are finally coming here next month, right? Yes, we are. Yes. Uh, we are playing uh, the, this festival, Viva Las Vegas. Um, this is about around Easter, Saturday the 20th, and before we go there, we have some shows in uh, on, on the West Coast, like in Oakland, Santa Cruz, Santa Ana, Lancaster, Riverside, wow. San Diego, yeah. Plus, aren't and you doing Arizona as well? Uh, Arizona and Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. I so, think. um... It's been 20 years you guys have been together, and this is your first time coming to the USA, right? No, it's not the first time. We were there oh, last not. year. We played in Nashville at this festival, the Nashville Boogie, and then we played for almost three weeks. Uh, we went up and down the West Coast. Yeah. What do you feel like the reception is like in the U.S. compared to in your homeland of Switzerland? Like, how do you think the scenes differ? Um. I was surprised because um, it was similar, actually. And uh, but I was surprised that people were very enthusiastic, and I had a lot of records to sign, and uh, girls and boys who came, men and women who wanted to make selfies, like in Europe. Um, but it was also a surprise, you know. For me, it's. Um, I mean, the, the, the sound we do with the Hillbilly Moon Explosion is is from from America, you know, this rock and roll, rockabilly. And um, I'm a Swiss person and I'm not coming from the blues or the, the, the gospel or jazz. I have a different way of singing. <laughs> and I didn't know how the American will uh, perceive that. And... Um, I was astonished that they liked it so much. I think it's easy to like you guys. You like you guys are infectious, which I don't know if you're familiar with that word. That but that word means you just can't stop listening. That okay. it makes your body move. And okay. you being from Switzerland and having that sound, I don't listen to a whole lot of rockabilly. I'm more of a punk rock guy, which mm -hmm. is kind of rockabilly adjacent. It's kind mm -hmm. of in that world. But I think your voice, and I think Oliver too, when you guys do duets and stuff. That's what makes the Hillbilly Moon Explosion, for me, special and what made me gravitate towards it. 
Yeah, yeah. I also think it's this mix, you know. It's also the mix of me singing the songs different than a rock and roll singer or a rockabilly singer. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I don't listen much rockabilly, you know. When I'm at home, I listen to other music. <laughs> and um, But I like doing these songs uh, in that style because it gives you, f- for a singer, it's very good because it gives you enough space to sing, you know. I used to sing more in, in, in punk bands and prog rock bands and there it's not so much space left sometimes. And here in the rockabilly, I mean, we don't do rockabilly, we do rock and roll. But the, the kind of way we produce it and perform it, I have a lot of space uh, to feature my vocals, you know, that's good. <laughs> well, America's got a America's a huge country with a huge diversity of types of people, and there's a lot of different music here. Rap is real big, punk, metal. How is it over in Switzerland? What's the music scene like there? Is it more inclusive, or is there a lot of different genres of music over there? A lot of different, a lot of different. It's uh, it's very different to the United States. That you know, like. I mean, most pop music, I mean, if it's punk or, or rock and roll or industrial or electronica, it somehow comes from uh, from, US, from from the United States, from rock and roll originally, I think, you know, like the, um, not the music itself, but the, how you say the... The style. The style somehow or the, the way to produce like pop songs, you know, or catchy songs. And, but, um, I mean, if you grow up, I think if you grow up in the United States, you grow up with all that kind of folk or rock and roll or heavy metal or whatever, and um, you're much more influenced by that. Whereas in Switzerland, we live in the middle of Europe. We are close to France, Italy, even Turkey, Greece, we have a different um, different styles which are influencing us. But then if we mix it with a kind of pop or rock or punk, um, sometimes really um, great things happen, you know. Um, being a Swiss citizen, you know, I... Um, I have a, a different way to get into the music than American do, you know. It's also different because we, a lot of people sing in English or Italian or French, uh, which is first not our language. This is already a difference, you know. And then we, we didn't grow up with this rock and roll blues gospel or American folk music. And living here, we, 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 we grew up with the Jean Saunier from France, with Cantatore. Yeah, from Italy and and that's why in Switzerland such bands like Yellow, The Young Gods, Celtic Frost or Corona were founded. They are all bands which might not be as huge as certain American bands, but which have immensely how do you say immensely? Yeah. Immensely, Influ- right? Immensely influenced um the other bands, you know. Like, for example, I know that the, the Young Gods, uh, this is a Swiss band from Geneva, I know that a lot of people, a lot of musicians say that they're uh, they're idle, you know, and um, 
you wow. can hear that sometimes, you know. But they are not very big, but um, very, very creative. And also Celtic Frost the Coral, you know, in the trash metal scene, um, they, they opened something for other bands, you know. And that's what I like in Switzerland, that... Well, also, Europe is a lot more sophisticated musically, and I've I've actually made this point a couple times over the past month or so on the show. When I was little and listened to metal, I used to actually get Kerrang! magazine because it was mm-hmm. so much more ahead of ahead of all the American music magazines like Circus Circus and Hit Parader. I would mm-hmm. order Kerrang! and other European music magazines because you guys are always so far ahead of us when it comes to music. You have a better, in my opinion, Europe has always had a better sense of music than America. America has produced a lot of great music, but mm-hmm. Europe has always been able to grab onto it and see what the next thing's going to be way before us. I think uh, it's because uh, Switzerland is so different, you know, so many different countries with different languages and different culture and in a different place, you know, because Europe is very small. (laughs) Um, So we we have a lot of, how you say, diversity. Right, diversity. That's also also in the music, you know, we we dare more, you know, we we try out different things (laughs) um, because we have to, you know. And I'm turned on by sounds from across the pond, as they say. My family's from Knox's Greece. So I think yeah. in my DNA, I just want to hear more collective diversity in my music. I don't want to just listen to one sound. I've always yeah. been a person that gravitated towards a lot of different music. And I think that's my Greek genes in me that needs that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I could see that. All right, let's move over to your solo album, because most people know you from Hillbilly Moon Explosion. But in 2017, you did release a solo album, A Girl Like You. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, was this years in the making? Or was this just after doing Hillbilly for so long, you were like, I've got to go out and do my own thing. How did that come about? No, actually, I was always doing my own songs, and I also had my own band before I went playing with the Hillbilly Moon Explosion. Actually, Oliver and me, we were like, Oliver founded the Hillbillies, but I I started there from the beginning with him, you know. And I just thought first, I, I will just sing one, two years, then I will go on with my own stuff again but somehow I didn't find time I had kids and we had a lot of concerts and things going on aren't you a teacher as well yes are you a teacher that's what I thought I heard yeah Yeah, that's amazing I I used to teach um I didn't teach love for years but I used to teach uh the last 20 years you know before that so creatively Um, when you're doing a solo project is it a big difference creatively as opposed to when you're writing with hillbilly moon explosion and oliver yeah yeah it is of course because um because you know my solo album is like a different world i'm I'm always writing songs you know when they come up to my mind but for me songwriting is like uh, writing a diary i write songs constantly even if i don't have an album planned or concerts I did that the last few years, even so I knew some of the songs will never go into the Hillbilly Moon Explosion album. It's kind of um, an output of my inner life. And uh, I just hold on in my songs things that are going on in my life. And I sometimes write like three songs a week and then sometimes uh, for for a month nothing. And then again, maybe a song a day, you know, for a week. 
I'm, it's like writing a diary. I have a lot of songs. And this album, uh, I already did something just in Switzerland in 2006, after six years of the Hillbillies. But then, as I said, then I was pregnant again. I didn't have much time. And then in 2014, I thought, so now it's time. And I just grabbed some songs. I went over to England to the studio where we used to work with uh, Mark Neal. And and I played it to uh, Geraint Watkins. And yes, and, and they liked the songs. I just played them 20 or 25 songs. And they said, let's do an album. And that's how I did it or why I did it. Well, I got to tell you, some of the songs on that album are haunting. They are excellent. And they really like, like they really chill you. Some of the songs on here, Day by Day is one that I really kind of related to. Love of My Life is another one I consider kind of yeah. haunting. This is really an excellent album. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I will, will um, record another album this year or next year um, because I have much more songs, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah. How old's the oldest song on, as far as lyric-wise, because you say you're always writing lyrics, on this album, uh, Girl Like You, uh, what do the songs range as far as how old they are? Do you have stuff on here you wrote like five, ten years ago? No, like 25 years ago. 25 years ago? Like the, the song, like, should have been a love song. I, I know that one that's a, about a dream about my mother. Uh, that's when she still lived, you know. So that's, I wrote that song in 90. 93, 94. Also, oh, Love of My Life is an old song. I even used to play that with my punk band, a bit more in a punk attitude, you know, um, with my old band. And then Girl Like You is new. It's new. But Day by Day is old, too. Day by Day is also 20. I didn't know it's, that. So is it emotional <laughs> yes. to go back and revisit all these songs, especially a song about your mom? Is that very emotional yeah. for you? Yeah, because also the love of my life is about my ex-boyfriend. He died uh, 10 years ago. Oh, God. Already. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, but uh, it, it's a good way to, to how you say, to... Purge. To, uh, yeah, to have your life in a, in a smooth flow, you know. It's like, um, actually, one day I thought it's most songs are about people who are dead already, you know, or... Or not in my life anymore. So I guess unless, I nailed it by saying it was... a girl like you, that's about my daughter. <laughs> I guess I nailed it when I said the album was haunting then. That's what I'm hearing. S- sorry? It's I get Haunting. It means that it evokes like just kind of stuff from the past. That's what I was yeah. hearing in that album. Okay, good. <laughs> so, wow, that's crazy. All right, let's move on to Hillbilly. When you're writing with Oliver, I know you guys do a lot of duets when you sing together. What's that process like? Are you guys writing these songs together or writing them separately? Or does one person write both parts? What's that creative process like? Um, it comes different ways. Um, Oliver is a songwriter who doesn't just write songs. He writes songs when he has to do an album. <laughs> and, uh, and then um, most time it has to go quick, you know. Then he comes with an idea or sometimes just a sketch, maybe a guitar riff or some lyric ideas, and sometimes even with a singing line. And then uh, he plays the song to me and I go into the song and add what is needed, you know. And uh, yeah, and sometimes I do write a song like um, 
Queen of Hearts. I wrote on my own. I actually wrote that song for my band. I played that already with my band. And I just gave that to the, uh, to the Hillbillies to record it with me. And um, I write different. I write always the whole thing, you know, the whole harmonies, lyrics and everything, you know, and the singing tune. And um, when I bring a song idea or singing tunes, then Oliver tries to adapt it with this hillbilly twang guitar or the slap bass and make it to a hillbilly moon explosion song, you know, like, example, Queen of Hearts. Right, and we're going to play Queen of Hearts here in a second. Um, when you're doing a new album, and I know there's some remakes on your album that's coming out here on yep. March 29th, Love Songs and Murder Ballads, are you trying to stay true to a Hillbilly Moon Explosion sound in particular? Or are you guys just playing and trying to like do something new? When you're going into a new album, what's the expectation? Um, that's very... Uh, sometimes like this, sometimes like that, you know. I think... We tried different things, you know. I remember like 15 years ago, we were more like into a bit more balladesque, more softer things. That's when we did like walk Italian, mambo, stuff like that. Gotcha. And, and then we played a lot and I somehow got bored because I somehow like to have more tougher, more harder set. And then we wrote also more harder songs or Oliver was inspired by writing more harder songs you know um, it depends a bit uh, it was a how you say um, we went from one stadium to another you know and for this last album which is will be released we just tried we just wanted to do duets you know and um, with Spark from the Mentor Go and that's why we had some murder ballads or some love songs in there. All right. Well, let's play some Queen of Hearts, and then we'll come back off the new album, which drops on 329, March 29th, Love Song and Murder Ballads. Let's play some Queen of Hearts, and we'll be right back to finish this up. If by the queen of hearts and you know 
Excellent, excellent. We are back. Um, let me ask you one more thing. How you've been in this for so long, late '90s. This band's been together. How's Rockabilly, or how has that sound changed since the late '90s? I mean, there's just been so much of a cultural shift here in the states and over in Europe. Has that had a big effect on the band? Brexit and all of the upheaval, and over here we've got the Trump thing, so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know, you could like watch that when we started in 99 um, in Switzerland or Europe, uh, we were the band, there were not so many bands with female singers, you know, uh, the rockabilly bands, were, most time they were like trios or, or four man band, you know, who tried to copy what was done in the 50s and sometimes more psychobilly kind uh, it was a bit tough and hard but most bands had no female singers singers and then um, it became a bit popular in like the mid uh, like 2005 six but also with that all this fashion thing you know and, and the car thing and sometimes you had the feeling people are more into the car and the fashion than into the music you know but um I think it's a kind of an underground scene that will always exist, you know. It comes up and down like the hardcore scene or the heavy metal scene, you know. Right. And which is a good thing for the band, you know, because you have always a certain scene you can go and play or certain festivals. And this is, of course, different with my solo stuff, which is a kind of a... a specific um, kind of music, you know. I cannot go and play uh, a psychobilly festival, a rock and roll festival, or maybe an alternative festival. But it's not so much um, like with rock and roll or rockabilly, psychobilly. You can play a lot of different festivals, a lot of different shows. Well, that's interesting, though. In those early days, you said there weren't a lot of female singers in that scene. Do you think being a female singer back when you started, did that give the band an edge? Or do you think it held you back in some ways? 
you know, they, they were famous singers. I mean, they were in the 50s and, 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 and before, but in Europe, most rockabilly bands, it was more a bit of conservative scene, you know? Wow. I remember I played once at a place in Switzerland and they said they are having this festival since 20 years. We played there like in 2004, maybe. But uh, you are the first woman who sings here. You know? Oh, man. Um, yeah. And, um, and also, you know, uh, I think what is a bit different, we did from the beginning this mix with um, also European stuff we brought in and and again, the the way that I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't come from gospel or blues. I'm not a blues singer, not a gospel singer, not a jazz singer, and I'm a, I came from a punk band, you know. <laughs> so we we had um, a different kind of a female singer in a rock and roll band, you know. Well, and, once again, and that I... was a bit new, you know, here in Europe, and um, yeah. That's what makes you guys unique. Okay, we've got to wrap this up. I want to thank you very much for calling in all the way from Switzerland. I know it took a little bit to get this set up just because of the time difference. Um, can yes. you tell everybody where we can find Hillbilly Moon Explosion and your solo stuff online? Um, you can go on hillbillymoon.com, just hillbillymoon.com. On Facebook, we are the Hillbilly Moon Explosion. There you can find everything, the dates and uh, where we're playing and what we sell and yeah coming to the u.s i wish you were coming to nashville again because we're in tennessee we're pretty far off from where you will be playing this year okay <laughs> if you were coming yeah, to nashville we'd love, come out but, and see you yeah but i don't know um when will be the next time you know to come back because when we go back we have a lot of shows in europe and uh, and then we have to see you know <laughs> i'll keep my eye on you guys week. I'm, but I'm, I'm looking now. forward to come, you know, to Las Vegas and wherever we go now. <laughs> oh, Vegas is going to love you guys. Vegas has a great scene. Okay. You'll do well in Vegas. Trust me. That's the home of all the old lounge singers, and they have a lot of soul out in Vegas. All right. I'm You'll do well. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much for calling in today. This was a real treat. I love hearing um, different perspectives, especially from around the world. Sometimes we only get U.S. bands in here and we only kind of get one perspective because they've been here their whole lives. So I just love talking to different people from different places. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. And I hope you understood my funny English. <laughs> oh, no. Trust me, I've got Greek relatives that have been here 50 years and I can still barely understand them. You're doing well. Okay, good. <laughs> You're doing good. All right, guys, Steve, we are out of here, right? Yep, yep, for just a little while. We'll see you soon. All right, we're, we're going to play some Hillbilly Moon Explosion. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Ciao. When I was young, it was the talk of the time. He used to love at me, and didn't want me around. You are a hero, could have found me alone. He said he wanted to make it, make it on your own.
Yeah. 